Just a reminder, we are not combining lessons. So today's like a lesson-free day. Today and then next week, we will be back on lesson six. And so we will teach and discuss lesson six next week. So we're not combining March 7th, combining lessons, lesson six, food for thought, all next week. Okay? And then... Um, I want to introduce y'all to someone new in the room. Um, we have a new tech team member who joined us yesterday. This is Colin Ca Campbell. Is that? Yes. Colin is our new audio director. So you, wait, what's your title? All right. So you will see Colin all the time, Sunday mornings. You might see him in here. We don't know. We're just really excited that we have three tech guys. This is amazing to have all of them in the room right now. And um, so, yes, see, we love all of you. Um, and as they know, I pick on all of them all the time. So we just wanted to welcome Colin if you see him around. So John, Colin, and Kevin, we're just so immensely thankful for how they serve us and serve you and to make all of this happen. So we're glad they are here. So I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and kind of set up what we're going to do today. Um, I think we have already prepared our hearts to worship and be desperate for an amazing God who is worthy of our praise, worthy of glory. And, you know, we have gone through several different parables. We have, I feel like we've just been ingesting all of these things about the kingdom of God. We have talked about the, the good soils and how our hearts should be and what that looks like, about the wheat and the weeds, the parable of the the net. Um, we've talked about forgiveness, about confession, about God's outrageous grace. And we have taken in so much about our good God. We have learned so much already uh, just about what he desires in our kingdom, what he desires for our lives. And I don't know about y'all, but every now and then, I just need to stop and take a breath and, and just recognize what that really means, that, that there is a God who created us, who loves us, and who chases hard after us, no matter what, no matter how much we have failed, no matter how much we have succeeded, he loves us and is for us. And when we recognize that after all of this, I don't, what my heart feels is I just want to say thank you. I just want to worship. And you know, when we're out there doing our things during the week, um, the fact is we all worship something. I was talking to Formation a couple of weeks ago, and I told them that if you look at my bank account, you will see that, that I worship staying home because I pay a lot of delivery fees to DoorDash. Once I'm home with my people, I don't want to leave. I don't want to get in the car and go to a drive-thru. I just want to sit there, be with them, laugh, and let someone else bring me dinner. And that is something very special to me. If we look at our lives and if we look at how we spend our time, it will tell us exactly what we worship. It will tell us exactly what is important to us. And so what we've been learning here is that when Jesus came to talk about the kingdom of God, it wasn't what they expected. It wasn't how they understood things to be. It wasn't a, a king who came to overthrow the world. It was a king who came to serve and to die. And this is the king that we went to worship. And so when we look at our lives, when we look at the way we live our lives, is it focused on the Lord? Or is it focused on serving ourselves? putting ourselves on the throne. 
And so these last five weeks, we have gotten this beautiful picture of the kingdom of God and a God who is worthy of our praise and our gratitude. And so we want to take the time to just reflect on him, to reset our minds, to reset our perspectives, to lift our eyes from ourselves, even from just to studying God's word, because we don't want to worship his word. We want to worship the one who wrote it. And so we want to take the time to lift our eyes and lift our praise and do that. And at this point in this study, we have been learning about the kingdom. We've been learning about different aspects of what God desires in the kingdom. And the next few lessons are going to lean more, a little more into living in the kingdom. And so I feel like this is a great break for us to stop and, and look back on what we've learned about the kingdom of God and also prepare our hearts for where we're going in living in God's kingdom and what that looks like. And so that's why Leah is here today to lead us in worship. Leah's led us before, and she's amazing. And so we are so thankful for Leah. She, if you haven't met Leah, she is the Youth Events and Worship Coordinator. And I'm getting all the titles right today. Um, but besides that, Leah is just this calm presence that when I worship with under Leah's direction, I feel like I am brought into just the throne room of God. And so I want you just as we're worshiping, just to be thinking, what is he inviting me into? What is the Lord telling me? And as I just worship him, as I just praise him. And then after we'll do a little bit of worship, then Kathy will come and lead us in Electio. And then um, we will conclude in worship, and then you will go to your groups to have your discussion time. And those discussion questions are on your table. So if you need to process, you can read through them, you know, sometime and go, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. Um, but I want y'all to know today is for you. This isn't for me. It's not for Leah. Leah's doing this out of the sweet goodness of her heart. Kathy's not doing it for her. This is for you. This is your space. So if you want to stand and worship, stand and worship. If you want to get on your knees and worship, if you are exhausted and you just need to close your eyes and rest for a little bit, do that. The Lord desires rest for us. But this is your space to spend with the Lord and just listen and worship and praise and respond. And so with that, um, I'm just going to say a quick prayer and then you can take it over, okay? Father, we praise you. Thank you for just this space, for this time where we can look to you, where we can worship you, where we can say thank you. Because Lord, I look back on my life and I, I do see suffering, I do see trials, but I also see loads of goodness that I do not deserve. Loads of blessings and mercy, God grace where you um, you have done what only you can do and that's love me unconditionally and so today we come before you and, and know that it is to you who is exceedingly abundant beyond all we could ever hope for or imagine you are the good shepherd open our eyes, open our ears to hear your voice as we prepare to worship you, Father, what an honor. In your son's name we pray, amen. Good morning. 
as we start this morning off, I chose this first song because of the way it postures our heart before the Lord. It's a song of confession, and it literally says, Lord, I'm a sinner, um, but you're a savior, and you offer me mercy even in my sin. So in this season of Lent, um, the 40 days leading up to Easter, the whole purpose of it is to posture our hearts before the Lord in humility, like recognizing our sin and need for salvation and looking for the hope that Christ offers us. So in order to do that well, we first have to be willing to admit our sin um, and confess the wrongs that we've committed to the Lord. So I'd love if you would join me in that this morning.
It's not one thing, it's another Caught up in words, tangled in lies But you are a savior And you take brokenness aside And make it beautiful, beautiful Divina. For those of you who are not familiar with it, it is an ancient form of prayer. It's a way of praying that begins with our silence. We often think of prayer as what we say to God, but actually it's the other way around. God desires to speak to us, and he does this through his word and by his spirit. So don't worry about what to say. God is patient. He will wait for the opportunity to move. He might cause a word or a phrase to speak to your heart and then bring understanding as you sit and ponder it with him. So the passage today is familiar to many of you. But for this exercise, I want you to hear it as if it is for the first time. And imagine that Jesus is holding your face in his hands and speaking directly to you. Whatever posture you choose to receive today, I want you to be comfortable. I want you to take in a slow, deep breath You may close your eyes if you wish. (laughs) Exhale slowly. You can do this several times to establish a rhythm. Put your feet on the floor, rest your hands comfortably in your lap. Keep breathing. And as you listen to the passage, ask God to speak to you. As the passage is read for the first time, listen for a word or phrase that attracts you. Allow it to rise from the passage as if it is God's word for you today. Then sit in silence with that word or phrase. Let's begin. From John 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Take a moment and reflect on what God is saying to you. As you listen to the passage again, ask how this word or phrase speaks to your life and why it has connected with you. Ponder it carefully. Think about what might be God's reason for bringing this to the surface. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, 
showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. As the passage is read for the last time, consider what Christ is whispering to you. What might his invitation be? Is there a step he's inviting you to take? In this silence, pray for the Spirit to plant this word in your heart. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. You did not choose me, But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other.
Would you continue, continue with me in worship? Christ be magnified, let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be
So oh. 
sustainer of all things, redeemer of the lost, and friend to the faithful. You are all these and so, so much more. Our hearts long for you, Lord. Long for your goodness, your mercy, and your love. 
We thank you for your word that draws us into a deeper understanding of you and who you are. Hear us, O Lord, as we pray together the the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you.